Hi, my name is Jonathan Spaulding, and I have a new life in Christ, and I'm recovering from anxiety, depression, pornography, and masturbation addictions. Hey, guys. I grew up the third in a family of four boys. I have a strong bond with my brothers, and we consider them my best friends. My parents both love the Lord, and we grew up surrounded by strong biblical teaching. I'm thankful for the foundation my parents laid for my brothers and me, and I know that has helped me become the man I am today. Growing up, my parents worked for a ministry called Power Team and Team Impact, and at the end of the events they put on, the question they would always ask is, if you were to die tonight, would you go to heaven or hell? Uh, the thought that came to my mind is, I could die tonight? I'm only eight. What the heck? <laughs> but I went to every single one of those altar calls. I wanted to make sure if I did die, I was going to heaven. Hell didn't sound fun, and I was sure the rest of my family was going to heaven. This was the start of my journey, thinking that I needed to lead, life, lead a life uh, marked by good works in order to go to heaven. I learned from a very early age that I feared failure and conflict. In a family of four boys, there's always conflict. Uh, I was scared my family would fall apart, so I looked for ways to control situations to keep, uh, keep my family together. Uh, the way I tried to control my family life was how I also tried to control my faith as well. I thought if I could control my sin, then God would approve of my efforts. As I grew up, this became more difficult. Entering middle school and high school, my friend groups wanted less and less to do with God. I remember getting picked on for being a good Christian kid. This led to me living a life where I tried to fill in on both, fit in on both sides. I did just enough to fit in with the friends at school, but not so much where I was crossing any lines. Living this kind of life was stressful and started to form a deep struggle with anxiety. As I continued to live one foot in the world and one foot with the Lord, I found myself at a friend's house one weekend and was exposed to pornography for the first time. This became something that I'd hide behind closed doors. I didn't feel like I could tell anyone at church because it felt like everyone had it figured out and they didn't struggle. And I didn't want to tell my family because of fear of just being a burden to them. Pornography and masturbation came my coping me mechanism for life's problems. The struggle with the sin led to on and off fights with depression. I was bitter towards my circumstances and felt God had given up on me. This led me to running into rebellion when I got out of high school. I began drinking to curb the anxiety of being in environments that were uncomfortable to me. My life consisted of living the same weekend routine of drinking and partying, dealing with stress and depression with pornography and masturbation. Then going to church on Sundays trying to clean myself up. One, e one e weekend, <clears throat> everything changed. I was tired of the life I was living. Uh, one night I stopped at a stoplight in between bars and prayed, God, if there are men that love you and are running after you, please bring them into my life. I want to change. Shortly after this, a friend invited me to church, a different church that I attended than the one I attended. I was... <laughs> Eventually invited to a men's small group led by a childhood friend I grew up doing Awanas with. The transparency of the men in that group made me uncomfortable but also encouraged me. I was still fearful of being, bringing my pornography struggle to light. I was fearful of the consequences of my sin. In my pride, I was more worried about how people perceived me than being fully known. This led to a deep battle of, with depression. I hated the spot I was in and pornography was the thing I ran back to in order to cope with my struggles. I got to the point where I thought it might be better if I wasn't here, or maybe not being here was a better option than being known. I wondered if anyone 
care if I was gone. Sorry. But God had different plans. One night in the community, the topic of suicide came up. Sorry, I gotta do the windshield wipers real quick. I didn't do a very good job. God had different plans in one night. The community, the topic of suicide came up in community, and I wondered if I was heading down that path. I broke down crying that night, and I grew up in a family of four boys. You just don't, this, tears don't come out of you. It's a thing you learn through region. Stop, 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 stop. Okay, calm down, everybody. All right. Uh, I shared with the guys that I had been struggling with depression and suicidal thoughts that night and needed help. In that moment, uh, the men laid hands on me and prayed for me. I could still picture that night when I closed my eyes. Those men continued to be an encouragement and prayed for me throughout a dark season. This led to me being transparent with my thoughts and struggles, but I couldn't kick the pornography struggle. Kept creeping back even when I found temporary sobriety. I was still buying into the lie that I couldn't be transparent with how deep that struggle was. I'd confess sin to different guys in the group throughout the week to make it seem like I was struggling less. The pattern continued until one night I had some roommates who started talking about Regent at Watermark. They would spend their evenings talking about what God was doing in their lives through the ministry. I'd overhear them and remember saying to myself, I don't think I'm in that bad of shape. I'm not... I don't think I'm someone who needs Regen. And if I'm honest, if you're saying that phrase, that means you need Regen. Uh, even as a leader today, Regen is a reminder that I need to daily depend on Christ. Uh, I was interested but decided not to attend. A few months later, after a failed relationship that only exposed my issues and struggles with pornography even more, I decided it was time to walk into Regen. Region terrified me and excited me at the same time. I wanted help and I felt like this was the place. Part of me had doubt that I would ever have be free from my porn struggles, but I felt like Region would be a place that would help me manage it better. I jumped into a step group and my heart wasn't in the right place. I still couldn't get myself to be fully open. I wanted to control how people perceived me. I went through the motions during the steps and put down answers I thought people in my group wanted to hear. Seeing that not much change was being made, I started to fade on Regen. I showed up less frequently and then got to a point where I was ready to quit. Before group one week I met with my leaders, I felt like I owed, them, owed it to them to tell them why I was leaving. But God was at work that night. I ended up sharing everything with them. Even about my porn struggles and how bad it was, I told them things I never told anyone. I somehow became an open book, spilling everything out, crying my eyes out in the lobby. I shared my last 2%, 2% expected rejection. I even kind of wanted it. But my le- leader, whose initials happened to be JC, turned to me and said, God loves you. Romans 5.8 says, but God shows his love for us that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I prayed with him that night and my other leader for Christ to not only be my savior, but to be Lord of my life. My mentor, Jason, encouraged me to start the 12 steps and said he'd mentor me back through. 
I remember thinking, I'm seven steps in, can we just put me on some kind of fast track program and get this over with? But I knew restarting was the right thing to do. So after another round of groundwork, uh, I got placed in a step group and the Lord started working on my heart through an amazing group of men. I will never forget meeting with my meetings with Jason. I was anxious for our meetings because I wanted to impress him still by having the right answers in my region book. But we didn't open that book. We usually shared a meal and opened God's word and would read it out loud and pray together. Sometimes up to three hours. Just talking about God's love for us. And those meetings melted a hardened heart and are a big reason why I serve today in this ministry. I remember on the way home praying, Lord, I see you loving me. Help me to do the same. I see you loving me through my mentor. Help me to do the same to others and don't let me get in the way of what you have planned for my life. Looking back, I realized my pursuit of biblical knowledge was to improve on my own moral excellence. I was building up a righteousness for myself. What I needed was relationship with Jesus. And that's what started to develop through my time throughout the steps. I'm thankful for the two rounds of groundwork in my modified 19-step process. It wouldn't change it for anything. But just to let you know, you can do it in 12 months, and that's highly recommended. <laughs> Over the last couple of years post-region, God has continued to work in my life and refine me as a man. I've been blessed by an awesome co-leader, Carter Hammond, we were wrapping up a second group together. The men we had been able to walk alongside have blessed my relationship with Christ so much. God truly pours more in it through hands that are open and willing to serve. The Carter man, the conversations we've had, the way you've implemented God's word into the lessons, and you've encouraged me to grow in my faith, and it's something I thank God for often. Carter and I are also in community together. And I'm thankful for our group and beyond blessed for how God has worked in and through that to bless our marriages. To Kayla, my wife, my wife, I didn't pronounce it that well at first. Oh, I wish she could see herself through for a day through my eyes and see how special you are to me and how much I thank God you're in my life. The love and grace you extend to me points me to Jesus. You light a fire under me when I become critical of myself and start shutting down. You challenge me to live out scripture and not just be someone who knows it. The difficult but needed conversations we have had, God uses, has used to refine me and the man I am today. I'm so blessed to call you my wife. I love you, babe. I would like to share, by God's grace, I've been sober from pornography for two years now. And to first-timers, I just wanted to say welcome. So glad you're here, and I wanted to share with you an encouragement I held on to that helped me through the process. So show up, be seen, and have courage. Take it 24 hours at a time. Don't let this be a place you sneak in and out of. The friendships I developed helped me get through the difficult steps of the process. We aren't meant to do this alone. So be brave. God loves you, and change is possible only in and through him. My name is Jonathan Spaulding. I have a new life in Christ. I'm recovering from anxiety, depression, and pornography.
And to God be all the glory.